Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Welcome, TVTP fans, to the Two Little Ducks episode, episode 22 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. For those who aren't into the bingo names, I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton. and I'm joined by the man who you can trust to expertly pull the numbered ping pong balls out of the barrel and make the call to keep all the ladies at the bowls club happy until someone fills a line, shouts bingo, and heads home with the meat tray. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you, mate? Good, Robbie. Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. You had a good week? Uh, yeah, had a good week. We've uh, had, um, had a pretty busy week already we had uh, Ruben's birthday uh, yesterday so uh, you know I was uh, messaging you on uh, late on Thursday night sending uh, you know, uh, slightly inappropriate pictures of a friend <laughs> of the show Sam Snelling for the uh, when we we're trying to put together the picture for the last episode and um, you know uh, I've, I've managed to sneak out of the house. Hey, Christina's trying to cook up Ruben's birthday cake for his party right. tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, um, yeah. And he's got it all. He got his uh, Lego that he got for his birthday all over the floor. Fantastic. And so uh, I got the hell out of there while, uh, you know, he's going, Dad, help me find this bit. Dad, help oh, me find that bit. Sorry, dude. mate. i got to go report a podcast. <laughs> if you have any trouble, ask your mum. She's baking your cake. Oh, mate. That's awesome. How, how old is he? That five. 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 Happy birthday, Ruben. There you go, Rubes. Happy Fa- birthday, big fantastic. guy. Fantastic. Big shout out on the pod yeah yeah so and uh what, what about anything else happening during the week mate uh, oh look we've had um uh, it's been a, a funny old week you know it's been a, a busy uh, busy ish week at work like a couple of days where it's been busy somewhere it's you know a couple of days where it's been quiet usually the days when i'm on by myself that that's then when it starts to get busy, yeah, it's, busy. So. it's always the way and yeah we, we've been a bit quieter this week i reckon just yeah just things uh things just seem to ease off a little bit and i was thinking about you during the week actually because yeah um, you know, oh, that's always a, nice. Yeah, I oh know, I oh know. I sent you a little message, missing you. Yeah. The one with the two swings. What are you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. two two swings there, and one, you know, me on one swing, and you you just the other swing. Just, just empty. an empty swing. Just missing you, buddy. Yeah. Is that, is that because I've passed away or something like that? That's a little well, ominous. I, I hope know? not. Gee whiz, that's, that's <laughs> good. Wow, we. So, so I was thinking, uh, you talking about your nightcaps and uh, giving animals something to eat. Before bedtime, yes. and how you, you've got a routine worked out with yeah. with, you, with your uh, your cats and your dogs, yeah. And uh, and I had a client come in oh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were saying, "Oh, look, my cat just keeps waking me up in the middle of the night right. to, to to you know just meowing or jumps on my head and sort of scratching and sometimes even biting at me." Yeah, right. And sort of had a bit of a chat to them, and and essentially what they've been doing is the cat had been waking them up early and early, and to yeah. stop it annoying them, they'd go and feed the cat. Yes. So logically, I said, well, I think you're kind of rewarding that behaviour. Yeah. Pretty sort of logical thing when you look at it from uh, from our perspective. Yeah. And I said to them, well, why don't you just go and get a, a timed feeder? Yes. So a timed feeder, I don't know if you've seen them at all. I haven't seen them, but I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. So essentially you can you can put, you know, maybe five trays or so of different different foods, five portions. Yep. Um, and set it for a certain time. So it's 6 a.m. in the morning. The tray, the the lid flips on the on the feeder. Um, the cat can go and have its food, and it removes the owner from being the one that provides the food. Right. Okay. So yeah. no longer is the cat going to then demand the owner for food. Yeah. Because that gives us nothing. Yeah. But I did say to the owner there is a little bit of a concept that I like to call the frustration effect, where previously rewarded behaviours, so they've um, previously rewarded the cat with food for Whack meowing. You on the head. Exactly. In the middle of the night, give it some food. And then yeah. if you suddenly stop rewarding that, the cat starts going, hang on a second. This worked last time. Maybe I've got to try something else. Maybe I need to be biting a bit harder or yeah. maybe I've got to be meowing for longer. Yep. And so get the, right into the ear when yeah, I meow yeah. and try and find that picture. Yeah. Looking for that staple. With, no, was it the stapies? The stapies. stapies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, looking for that. And so, yeah, I just said, look, what you know, a time feeder, simple solution for for a problem that was obviously pretty annoying for the owner. Yeah, and uh, and she she was a obviously a smart person. She was a medico herself. So right. yep. So I like the just the simple solutions. I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. No, so and and then I saw her a couple of weeks later, and she said that actually it helped the cat. 
initially was demanding more and more. Yes. But once the cat realised that there was no food coming from the owner at all, yeah. bang, cured, solved, uh, done. Yeah. It's, it's funny you brought that up because I actually had a, um, two clients during the week talk to me about that as well, where their cats would wake them up in the middle of the night or, or early in the morning, you know, so yeah. like at um, sort of... 5 a.m., yes. half past 5, that that's then when the cat starts to wake up and starts to go around and yeah. around oh, in the annoying. house and start to get, yeah. Um, and they had a, uh, a big cupboard that looked out, uh, had a window that then looked out onto the road. And so the cat would then end up going up there and just be standing there and, and looking out the window. Right, room with a view. Room with a view, yeah, yeah. And I said, you know what, why don't you just put a bed up there, you know? Yeah. Put a bed up there yeah. for the cat. So then that way if the cat's sitting there saying, well, hang on, I'm comfortable here anyway yep. because at that time of the day especially now as the days are starting to get longer here in Melbourne it's potentially that the cats actually because you know it's hearing possums it's hearing yep. other cats around yep. and as far as that cat's concerned their cats go it's like well hang on it's action time now yeah so I said you yeah, just put a bed up there put good a bed idea before it's actually look out the window yeah perfect so, well cats like an elevated you know resting place it's love one it, of the don't things, they? yeah we, we we always recommend that as part of their enrichment is Give them an elevation and a room with a view. Yeah. Lovely. Yep. Elevator room with a view. It's fantastic. Uh, so, so anything you've been seeing this, mate? I saw on Instagram you put a little pregnancy test. Did you, mate? Was well, that, was that well, what the it was? Funny th- it, the funny <laughs> thing is, Lewis, right, so I, um, you know, when I put the, the FIV test up. Um, ah, FIV know, test. The, Sorry. The feline was, age test. I hadn't eaten, wasn't even on my radar of thinking that anyone would think that it was a pregnancy <laughs> test. But anyone other than vets. Did, all, can, did all your friends ring up and congratulations, it's fantastic. Oh, I don't have that many friends, Lewis. <laughs> it was all your friends right now. Um, all the uh, Nadine from the uh, Love Your Pet, Love Your Vet thing. Yes. She's gone, oh, yeah, I thought it was a pregnancy test. And right. I've gone, oh, crap, I didn't even realise that. I've gone, <laughs> oh, man, because we're, we're, uh, social media, it's always so visual. And so yep. you just, you see the picture and you make your mind up of what it is even before you actually spend the details on yep. it. But um, no, so it was a, a, a positive FIV test. Right. So, so we had two positive FIV cats um, in uh, during the week. So, wow. Yeah. So That's, uh, um, yeah, right. Both, uh, both young cats. Live um, next door to each other. Well, just just sharing it around. Well, one was... Was a, one was a stray cat um, who the owner had been feeding for quite some time. Right. Um, so an own stray, really? An, an own stray. A, a, res, uh, so a, a stray that someone had taken responsibility yes, for. Yes, that's the terminology. Um, very, very PC these and, days. Um, yes. And a classic uh, tomcat. Big puffy cheeks. Yeah. Huge yeah. thick neck. Like when you're trying to get the um, get the needle in through his um, through his skin. Oh, it's yeah. like a... Yeah, to really fr- tough skin, oh, yeah. It's like... like yeah, Oh, what do you reckon? Three times thicker than oh, usual. It's hard, like isn't it? Yeah, just really hard. Big, big pair of, uh, of of danglies between the legs, mate. Well, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I had a. Um, Back when I was in England, back in 2004, 2005, was uh, David Beckham's heyday. Yeah, um, yeah. And one of the clinics I was at, there was a uh, this big ginger cat came in, big ginger tomcat, and he had these big, big gold, uh, yeah. big red cheeks, and so I called him Golden Balls. Because remember, that's what they <laughs> yes. called David Beckham. So, yes, And then way. the Golden Balls ended up in the bin. So anyway, um, <laughs> which after he married uh, Victoria Beckham, the same thing might have happened to David yeah, Beckham. Something so, similar after yeah. the kids, you reckon? Oh, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, so, uh, so... Digressing. Um, yeah. So yeah. So so it's this not like cat, us. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> so this cat came in. Um. He had a huge big wound on his leg that wasn't healing. Um. And the the lady that had taken responsibility for him had brought him in to be um to be desexed and to do an FIV test on him and also to try and clean up this this big abscess. Yeah. Right. We did the test and he and the test was positive. Yeah. For wow. Right. Eight. So um. So we had to ring her up and go. Look, sorry, he's got feline AIDS. This is a um, this is an issue. You know, we need to try and talk about what we're going to have to do with this. You know, yeah. um, the other one was another young cat that um, that presented with um, really severe. Um, uh, infection in the mouth like really severe uh, gingivitis stomatitis um which you'll get some cats that, that can get bad gums but this is a cat where you're looking and go something's not right here yeah, you know, and, yeah. and tested and positive for feline aids as well yeah, so right so um just a, a bit of a a call to arms yeah that's why i put the the test on there to say you know not not all cats are at risk but if your cat goes outside yep. they are potentially at risk so to go out and talk to your vet and say yep. how at risk is my cat and then is my cat protected yeah so it's, it's spread by fighting between cats isn't it and, absolutely yeah and uh, i used to work with a vet yeah who uh who 
we obviously we vac- we try and vaccinate all cats of FIV that that go outside. Yes, yeah. Um, and this this vet was particularly um, you know, particularly uh, adamant that almost all cats should be vaccinated for FIV. Oh, really? And and we used to get a lot of clients that, that came in from from the city. So so you know, on their address would be you know, apartment seven thousand five hundred and forty two, <laughs> yes. Hardware Lane, Melbourne. So so obviously they live. You know, in the seventh floor of this apartment complex, and they'd be they'd be vaccinated for, for FIV, and I sort of I sort of say, well, do you really think it needs FIV? And I did get a comment out of them once, and they'll remain anonymous, of course. Yes, yes. But there's a chance that the cat could get out of the apartment, get in the lift, go down to the before, and meet another cat. And yes. I thought, right, well, that's a that's a possibility. There's also a chance that a dragon could fly <laughs> past with a unicorn on its back, pick up the cat from the uh, from the balcony, and fly it down into the alleyways yeah. as well. And probably an equally yeah. uh, an equal chance of yeah. that happening. So, so uh, yeah, normally we do just vaccinate them if they're an outdoor cat, but uh, but maybe if, if your cat does right, like riding the lift, and you, <laughs> yeah, it might, might, might be something to consider. Speaking of, speaking of, <laughs> could you just imagine that? Could you imagine living in one of these apartments? Like you've had a rough day and you've opened it up, and all of a sudden there's just these three cats walking by, going round, 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 just walking out into the out in the, the out of the lobby. Yeah, or on the thirty third floor, you suddenly got a friend, an extra cat in there. Like, how'd you come yeah. in? It's like I climbed up the side. Yeah, it's spider cat style. True, true cat burglar. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I saw an awesome article this week. Yeah. Now, it's been a big week. There's been a few incidences, unfortunately, oh, you're probably aware of it, mate, a few. Um, there was a, a toddler that was unfortunately killed by a dog this week yeah, in Gippsland. Yeah, in Gippsland, yes. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to go into too much now because I think we'll bring it up a bit later. It sort of ties in with some other stuff that I've got. But, yeah. but I saw this article in the WA, the Western Australian. Right. Fly-in, fly-out mine worker mauled by dingoes in Western Australia. Oh, crikey. Now, this is, yeah, it's a horrible, horrible story and, and uh, sort of fairly upsetting, but uh, fly flying fly out worker at Western Australian Gold and Copper Mine has been attacked by three dingoes, leaving her with deep wounds to her legs, arm and body. Jeez. Yeah. The woman, a security worker, was eating lunch at a designated safe eating area. Right. Now, a designated safe eating area. I was like, what what does that mean? Like, you know, is that is that if you 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 you're perhaps in a druggy territory or you know, and right, you, yeah. a safe uh, what is it, a safe injecting room? A safe injector, a safe lunchroom. Yeah, safe yeah. but you've got a safe lunchroom. Is that you can eat safely and not uh, be be worried by dingoes? Or, or maybe that's the place where they send the people that have egg sandwiches because they just smell like fart. So well, it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where you can go and eat if you're eating an egg sandwich. I wasn't I was thinking maybe maybe a peanut butter. You've got a peanut butter allergy. You can go into the safe eating room and and not and avoid a chance of anaphylaxis. That's but right. Yeah, there's no peanuts. There's no gluten. There's no, no taste. No there's eggs. No, there's no no problems of anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so and she was in the so she was in the safe eating area when she was approached by a young dingo. G'day, so, love. How you going? Yeah. G'day. What are you up to? What's in your sandwich? Got any got any peanut butter sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> I love peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. The 54 year old thought the animals attracted her food. So she put her lunch in the rubbish bin. Right. right. Hopefully it was the end of lunch, not yes. right at the start. Yeah. <laughs> Family said that as she was doing that, the dingo took off with her mobile phone. Oh, <laughs> hang on. This sounds like a skit. This yeah. sounds like the dingoes have actually got a got a bit of a plan here. Yeah, I reckon it sounds like they're going, hey, this is how we can make a bit of coin out here. Yeah. You you distract her by looking like we're, we're approaching the safe designated eating area and I'll nick her mobile phone. She'll go and dump her lunch thinking she's doing the right thing and I'll grab her phone. Yeah. But, and so the woman followed the dingo. And when she tried to retrieve her phone from a nearby bush, she saw two other dingoes nearby. As the woman tried to walk away, she was attacked by the three dingoes. Oh, no That's way. terrible, isn't it? Terrible. Gee so whiz. I was like, oh, this, this is, you know, this is unbelievable, you know. I've heard a bit of a story of it. You know, dingo took my baby. Have you well, heard? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the old, bit of yeah. And the, uh, the other Zaria long. Chamberlain uh, uh, story back in 79. Yeah. yeah, but Dingo took my mobile phone. That's insane. So so to all those, I mean, we're a worldwide podcast, Yeah. Mate. We're out there, you know, Australia. Madagascar. Ma- well, yeah, anyone who's listening. The Cook Islands. Yeah, yeah, yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. racking them up. Oh, I didn't check Russia, did I? I was meant no. to do that. <laughs> got that on the list. The bots. Yeah, but we've got, we've got sharks, we've yep. got snakes, we've got spiders. 
Now we've got mobile phone stealing dingoes. So welcome to Australia, everyone. That is nuts. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, is it only going to be a matter of time until Peter Dutton starts saying that we need to do something about the dingoes as well? That you know people are uh, you know it's African gangs and it's dingoes and everyone's scared, everyone's everyone's worried. Well, maybe he was going to deport them like he did to Johnny Depp's dogs when they came <laughs> out. Remember <laughs> when, when Barnaby Joyce uh, kicked <laughs> him out of the country? <laughs> yeah. That was one of the things when that story happened. I thought. Jeez, I wish I was doing a podcast because yeah. this is just this would be great stuff to try and talk about. Good material, know? isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to do a time machine one, uh, one one day where we can pull out the uh, stories from the past that we want to try and talk about. What do you mean, mate? We do that every week. Yeah, I know that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> when I was at when I was at uni. Yeah. <laughs> We're still young enough that we can remember uni, Lewis. That's yeah, a thing, you know. Yeah, it was last true. century, though, you know. Right, yeah. Gee whiz, thanks. No, <laughs> I don't feel young at all now. <laughs> awesome. Now, another story I saw. Yes. I'm, I'm still, in the, still in everything today, Go for mate. it, mate. Was in the, I don't know where this is from, from CBC News. Grain free. Oh, that's um. That'd be the um. The the um. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Oh. That'd be the Canadian version of the ABC. Yeah, right. Well, if I could do a do a Canadian accent, I would. But no, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. To be sure. To be sure. Oh no, yeah, that's my quite. Irish coming yeah, out there yeah. oh. every time. <laughs> Grain free dog food may be linked to deadly heart disease. Now, have oh. you seen? Have you seen Fantastic. this, mate? No. So grain fruit food is obviously it's the big happening. It's it's the gluten free. It's it's the yes yep. grain free. Um, so an unusual not case. paleo though. Paleo is all about the grains, isn't oh, it? Oh, now when are or we getting it? Pete Evans on, mate? Well, that was your gig too. Oh uh, yeah, I've been trying. You know, <laughs> I saw we've had um, paleo pets follow us on Instagram. Have we? Which right. is which is something. Yeah. You know? Oh, are they are they sponsoring because again, not yet. No yeah, che- no, no checks. Don't there, give a free so. plug there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll edit that part out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unusual cases of potentially deadly heart disease have been cropping up in dogs fed dog food containing leg- legumes and potatoes that is often marked as being grain free, prompting the US Food and Drug Administration to investigate. Wow, okay. So it's all about canine dilated cardiomyopathy. Yeah. Which normally it's a condition that affects, you know, larger dogs that we we generally see. So, you know, it would affect what? Great Danes, Newfoundlands, Dobies, Irish Wolfhounds. Dobies, you'll see them. Dobies, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's more of a genetic condition where there's yes. a problem with the uh, the the fibres in the heart muscle that just, they get to a point where they're just not bonding enough. So the heart, I always describe it to people that it turns into like an overripe capsicum. Yeah, it's just right. It's big, fluff, fluff, fluff. Fluffy, right. just floppy, floppy heart. Well, um, for Americans, that's that's a pepper, Robbie. A pepper? Just, yeah, pepper. A floppy it pepper. Anything, thing. A floppy pepper. A floppy pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Has, if has the American... floppy pepper going <laughs> over there, mate? <laughs> that was on one of the photos I did for you about how yeah. us and Sam was. <laughs> yeah. I think Sam's got a floppy pepper after the <laughs> incident last week with a, with a steam steriliser. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, it's getting a bit, getting yeah. a bit downhill now. <laughs> All right, the, but the FDA, yes. So obviously, yeah, this this heart condition normally occurs in these dogs. We've talked about it's a genetic thing, but the FDA says it's concerned about reports from veterinarians of the disease in other kinds of dogs, right. including golden and Labrador retrievers. Yeah, a whippet, a Shih Tzu, a bulldog, miniature Schnauzers, and some mixed breeds. Right, so breeds that don't traditionally get this yeah. problem. These reports are highly unusual as they're occurring breeds not typically genetically prone to the disease, said Dr. Martin Hartogensis. Nice. Heart. Hartogensis. Heart by go. name. Heart by Heart nature. Heart by nature. Yeah. Direct, Deputy Director of the FDA, blah, 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 blah. Okay. According to veterinary cardiologists who made the reports, the affected dogs consistently ate foods containing peas, lentils, and other legume seeds or potatoes as their main ingredients for months to years. Right. So it urges pet owners and veterinarians to report dilated cardiomyopathy cases in dogs not normally predisposed to the disease. Wow. So in the meantime, it said, the FDA continues to recommend that changes in diet, especially for dogs with dilated cardiomyopathy, so those larger dogs we talked yeah. about, should be made in consultation with a licensed veterinary professional. Right. Grain-free dog food has become popular in recent years despite its premium price. Yes. Is it expensive? Do you know? Or? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, it's like anything that sounds like it's um, better than anything else. They're always going to charge you a premium yeah, for it. You know? right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe we'll ask Paleo Pete when we get yeah. him, mate. <laughs> this one's expensive. 
There's a perception that it's a healthier thing to feed, it's more natural, it's closer to what they would eat if they were wolves. Yes. When was the last wolf you saw eating peas, lentils, legumes and potatoes, mate? Yeah. yeah. That's 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 always been my bane of existence. Yeah. I always say to people, it's been that long since a Cavalier King Charles has been running around the plains <laughs> of Africa, you know, um, e- eating a, a rotting wildebeest that they're, uh, you know, that they've been pretty well domesticated over several thousands of generations you, now. You, you've never seen a Cavalier cook up a bowl of couscous, mate. Come on. <laughs> Is couscous grain free then, or it's um? I don't know where couscous comes from. Uh, is it a grain? I don't think it is a grain. Not is sure. it? It comes from the sago. No, that's sago. Sago plant. Right. I don't okay. know where it comes from. Let, let Israel. Me. Israeli couscous. Israeli. W- while you're looking that up, mate, yeah, okay, I'll keep keep going. <laughs> no, I'll find out whether or not couscous. Is this podcast not long enough for this? <laughs> Certainly, the market marketing that's out there really enforces that. Yeah, right. He said the FDA investigation is still primarily, and not all dogs fed a grain-free diet end up with heart disease. So that is important. That yeah, if your dog is on a grain-free diet, it doesn't mean it's going to get this heart condition. But certainly, if it's a larger dog, I think they're saying if it's a high-risk breed, perhaps switching to a food that is not a grain-free diet might be an option. So. I thought that was a really sort of interesting article. It does, you know, try and just be aware. Yeah, you know, yeah. that um, that don't be alarmed. Don't you know? Don't be afraid. Just yes. be aware that maybe if you've got a larger dog, you should be just talking to your vet about what to feed it, rather than maybe there's something in the in these non-grain legumes and couscous and yeah. and things like that 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 uh, or that's something that's missing. Yes, it's yep. causing this this condition. And because interesting with that, you remember um, uh, the cats if they get a a taurine deficiency, yes. that they would get um, a dilated cardiomyopathy as yes. well, which was really the predominant heart disease that cats would yeah, get back in that. the seventies. Yes, um, and then they discovered that that was what the problem was, and so now all cat food is like up to the whiskers in yep. uh, whiskers. In, uh, well, is that so, a plug? Know, that, that's not a plug. No, no, I mean the uh, the, the tactile <laughs> hairs on their face, mate. You know. <laughs> I thought I can't go up to their earlobes. They don't have earlobes. I thought, oh no, I'll say whiskers. I go, oh crap, that's a you know, you know, Pella doing all right. They're, you know, well, the Mars well, Corporation. They don't need a plug from us. We'll we'll bleep, we'll, we'll bleep that out, mate. That's yeah, fine. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> um, up so, to their nasal hairs, up perhaps. to their nasal hairs. Yeah. Um, so uh, with Torrent, in order to try and help to offset that, now we see other cardiac conditions in cats, not because of that, but just because of other stuff that cats get. Um, so there must be some sort of a deficiency in there that in those certain individuals that um, that food brings out a, a genetic yeah. predisposition to. Probably much the same as what we've seen here in Australia with the advanced derm care megaesophagus cases. Yeah. Yeah. That there's something in that food or something that the dogs that with a certain genetic predisposition are then getting this manifestation of an otherwise bizarre disease that you wouldn't expect to see yeah. in those breeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. Then maybe if we get... A cardiologist on the show. We'll have a chat to him about it. Yeah, we should should hit up. Um, uh, yeah, Dick yeah, Woolley. Yeah, yeah, Richard Woolley. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he lives down my way, so Does we he? can try it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Um, we'll try. Oh, just drop in one day. I'd love that. I'm if sure. I, if I see, see him at the shops, yeah, I'll just don't get, just I'll stick the phone in his face. Hey, Richard. <laughs> Can we, can we do a quick, quick record a quick, for our podcast? What do you think about grain-free diets, mate? <laughs> and, and their effects on dogs causing di- dilated cardiomyopathy. Quick well, question. Well, well, quick question. <laughs> question without notice, Richard. <laughs> uh, um, now, uh, to, to, to lighten the mood a little bit, mate, I got yeah. together with some um, with some uh, uh, some mates the other night that um, uh, work around near us, and we were talking about um, you know weird and funny things that, that we see, and one of the guys was talking about uh, nuticles. Are you across nuticles? Yes, I am. Yes, yeah. yeah. So nuticles, the uh, prosthetic testicle, is that, that what we're sort of talking? That, that is that is the that is the one. So um so people if they are um so re- reading from the uh the nuticles website um uh, uh crafted with integrity a history <laughs> of trust for over two decades CDI Corporation has provided care. What, what, what CDI so CTI? Sorry, oh, sorry, C- CTI. C- right, C-T-I, sorry, not CDI. No, no, C- CTI Corporation. Has provided caring pet owners and progressive veterinarians worldwide with safe, effective, and revolutionary pet innovations. Um, it began with nuticles, testicular implantation for pets, helping new to hesitant pet owners overcome the trauma of altering and allowing their beloved pet to retain its natural look and self-esteem. 
Now, the main reason why I wanted to bring this up was, um, so you can look at their website, yeah, nudicals.com, um, uh, and there's a, a vast array of uh, different sizes, shapes of testicles, some that include the epididymis as well. Wow. Yeah. Right. But the, the big so they have a natural feel to them as well. A natural feel. Yeah, that's a big, yes. that must be an issue, I think. The feel. Do the they feel? How do they feel? Silicon, mate. So right. they're, but, but firm. <laughs> Firm. Not that I know, but from my research, it says that it has a natural feel. This um, could go downhill so quickly. Oh, very, very quickly. But it's going to go downhill even quicker because guess who the face is of Nudicles? Guess who on the website of Nudicles is there that's um, uh, uh, almost like a, a, an endorsement of it? I'm trying to think of somebody who has had a nasty accident at some stage no. that uh, that needs some kind of prosthesis. No, Do- the, Dr. Harry. No, the, the theory <laughs> is, is that this person is naturally endowed and hasn't required any sort of silicon prosthesis. We're talking someone famous. Someone famous. Someone naturally, famous. Uh, wow. The, initi- uh, the, the initials. Oh, the t- Rock. The Rock. The I don't rock, know. Dwayne, the Dwayne, the Rock Johnson. That was last week. Yeah, that, that, that's just all. That's just all hard work from the Rock. <laughs> um, no, I'm just going to turn turn right. the computer around to show you. It is one. Oh, is that one of the Kardashians? That is Kim Kardashian. <laughs> So um, she's one, the face of it. One lucky puppy, Rocky Kardashian, featured on an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, pos- uh, poses with Kim after being nuticled. Whoa! Now you know that your product is going well when it becomes a verb. We Google something. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Um, Nuti- you, yeah. You, you Hoover something up if your dog's been nuticled. <laughs> So, nudicles are there. So, I just wanted to uh, bring that because uh, when he said to me, um, when Ross said to me, so uh, you wouldn't believe who is on the picture of the website. And I go, mate, oh, I'm, I'm blown wow. away by this story yeah. as it is. So, the nudicles, have Kim been, Kardashian. the nudicles have been Kardashian, have they? <laughs> Kim Kardashian there with, wow. with Rocky Kardashian, who, who, looks, who, who looks absolutely, uh, absolutely wrapped. Yeah, with his, his well, nudicles. He's Look at got the smile he, on his face. I can tell he's got very high self-esteem. Absolutely, yeah, does no, he? Yeah. <laughs> his <laughs> self-esteem and he's cuddling right into right into right other into other siliconly enhanced things by that picture. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to try working? Are we going to put an edit point in it? Definitely <laughs> an edit point coming in. That's what. <laughs> we might leave that because they've got a hell of a lot more money than what we do, you know. Unless we start getting some uh, some of that um, fat whiskers money. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, so that was the story I wanted to tell about, about nuticles. So, Fan- fantastic, so, so mate. Well, are you, are you, so essentially you could, if you wanted to, to improve your dog's self-esteem. Yes. Are you saying if your dog's perhaps got, oh, it's a young dog, it hasn't fully developed you could take some its testicles out they're perhaps a bit smaller than your average dog and put in some big kahunas is that what you're sort of talking yeah some some really big you know great dane size ones ones that make it look like it's been riding a horse really bump up his self-esteem so when he goes to the park and the other dog sniff they go whoa whoa, hey hang on buddy he's up tiger and he says have a look Cop a little bit of a feel on those. How natural do they feel? I go, no way. They're silicon. Check out Barry over there. He's packing them. Whoa, look at that. You know, walk past a little beach on freeze. Go, hey, big boy. This is going very downhill. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon we're going to have to lose this out or redo it. This is terrible. (laughs) Anyway, um, bring bring us back to to, uh, normalcy. Lewis, what do you got? Talking about the face of things, mate. This is... A, a article I saw in Body and Soul. Body right. and Soul, I think it's out of the Herald Sun. Yeah, I think that's it's in a, the Murdoch, yep. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, you'd be right across the mate, pretty sure. The uh, the benefits of Botox. Nice. Uh, that that have nothing to do with anti-aging. So, look, yeah, I, uh, you know, we, I, I haven't used Botox myself. And no. I, and I'm looking at your beautifully smooth forehead and I, you know, I won't ask Robbie because it's, it's a personal thing. But uh, bathe in cream, mate. I bathe in cream. Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah like yeah, uh, yeah. Cleopatra, eh? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> buffalo cream too. None but of this cow cream stuff has got to be buffalo. Buffalo right. cream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've got a bath. I just sink down into it. It's beautiful. It's right onto a cream. You put contacted Hans, <laughs> maybe. He's got a bit of specs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was you dragging us back in, mate. I was trying to. 
I was this trying to walk us out of the hole, but you're dragging us back in. This is not good. This is, is not good. Is that because good. in the um, if anyone that's following us on Instagram, you may have seen I put a little uh, a little picture on there about what's in the Thomas bag. Well, I bought a couple of beers along, you know, because it's a Saturday afternoon. I thought yeah. let's let's have a beer while we podcast. It's, it's not a, a good idea. It's not a good it? idea. Not no. a good idea at all. <laughs> maybe, maybe we just bring a nice stiff cup of tea or something yeah, like that the so. next, next time. Next Try and keep us on the straight and yeah, narrow. Next time, chamomile tea. Thanks, mate. I'll bathe my eyes as well with it. So it's got a, it's got a. Now look, this this is probably not going to work so well on the podcast if I just <laughs> add to how bad this episode is going. But uh, this, you know, the, I've seen Botox done on TV. It's yes. usually a nice little needle, Thin nice little, little needle. syringe. Yes. Yep. Um, and the liquid in it is clear, as yes. far as I know. In in uh, in veterinary medicine, we we use ca- some coloured substances. No, I'm just going to show you a picture no. now of the uh, of the oh, lady and the syringe crap. she's holding. Look at the size of that needle yeah. too. Yeah. And the colour of the liquid in the syringe it is, is... It is um, what could only be called euthanasia green. It is. I think that's it? what it is on the Dulux colour wall, is yeah. uh, euthanasia green. So the syringe she's holding is a big needle filled with essentially what we use for euthanasia. There's a be- I'd, I'd have to product. say that there's a good uh, six mils of fluid in there. Um, yeah. a, a one and a half inch long needle that I reckon realistically looks like it's about an 18 gauge, which is what we use in cows. Yeah. Gee whiz, yeah. no... It's lucky she's been Botoxed. Otherwise, imagine the look of uh, disdain she'd have on her face if she could actually move her facial features around. Well, that's it, mate. Gives a whole new meaning to the term resting <laughs> face, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, hang oh, on. Oh, Are we oh, going to beat that out? Yeah. Resting female dog face, shall yeah. we say. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm absolutely petrified here, but I just can't do anything because my eyebrows can't move and I can't lift my lips up. <laughs> So there you Gee go, mate. I saw whiz. that. That would be a good one to. That is uh, insane. Won't work so well on the pod, but we'll see how it sounds. Oh well, we if you, um, we might be able to take a picture of it and uh, and then and then link it on. We could put it on the uh, on the website. Oh, good idea, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah put it go. on the show notes. That, all right. That is nuts. How in the hell would you would you think? Yeah, well, let's put a big green injection on there. I mean, it's at at worst you're going to think it's a euthanasia. At best. Maybe cooler cordial, yeah, you know, or, or just such a massive needle, massive syringe. I mean, she's going to have a big bulge on her head, J- forehead, I reckon. And, and they're talking about the benefits of Botox. I mean, you look at that. I mean, you would, would you Botoxing an elephant? Yeah, far <laughs> out. <laughs> Anyway, um, so uh, uh, one thing I wanted to um, uh, just talk about, and I'm not sure if we've covered it in the pod before about um, how far to exercise your dogs. Have we ever brought up with that? Like how far to yeah, try and run with yeah, your dogs? Yeah, pod, pod number two, mate. Pod, yeah, uh, yeah, was it pod yeah, number two? Yeah. Right, what else you got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I don't think we have. Oh, Go for yeah. It. Um, yeah, you had me there for a second. <laughs> I go, geez, I, was trying, I, I can't remember if we did or not. Um, so uh, sometimes we get asked how far you can go jogging with your dogs. Yeah, you know? all the time. Um, you know, because it, uh, having a dog is good to go for a run and you know, stay active and that sort of stuff. But there are some dogs that aren't necessarily meant to be running around long distances yep. or running, um, you know, running to try and keep up with humans because they've got short, stumpy little legs. Especially so. someone as fast as you, Robbie. Oh, yeah, it's mate, a tough I, gig. That's why you got to whip it, isn't it, mate? Well, well, she can't keep up, keep up with me anymore, can't mate. She? Oh, Seriously, no, no, she can't. I, I, she ends up dragging behind and dropping poo anchors. So I go, no, that's it. You can stay home, Rosie. I'll take you for a walk later. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like what I'll be doing if uh, not not dropping poo anchors. Yeah. If I was following you. <laughs> That's right. I'd wait for you. I'd wait for you. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah all for one, one for all. Yeah, yeah that's I'll why we run at the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I I usually say to people, you know, so a you know when when they're puppies, you know. Don't do too much strenuous exercise yep. with them when they're puppies because they're growing. Yep. You know, you don't yeah. want to try and stress their joints out too much. As far as how much to exercise them, I usually say a minute per week of their age. So, you know, so if you've got a 16-week-old puppy, you'll exercise them for 16 to 20 minutes, you know, yep. something like that. So, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, just keep it really light. Yep. Um, once they're full, like, and if they're doing a little bit of off-lead running around, that's fine. Yep. But just not long distances. Once they're fully grown, if it's a an, an athletic sort of dog, so yeah, a, a whippet, border collie, kelpie, something yeah. that's that's actually Designed. made to run. Yep. And even then, I'd I'd say you know your your sight hounds are more for like short, sharp running. Yeah. They tend Built to struggle. Speed, yeah. They? Yep. they tend to struggle a bit with longer distances. Yep. So you know, um, like I the the furthest that I would ever run with Rosie's about four k's, and yeah. then after that, she just she you know pull up stumps. Yeah. So, it's um, more your border collie or your blue healer, isn't it? That just kept the, going and the, going and the, the ones that you know with they're out on the farm that they are covering. 
15 k's yeah. a day chasing yes. cows around, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, so as far as how far to go with them, it's the same as yourself. You've got to build it up. You know, you don't right. go out and go, right, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and I'm going to run 6 k's because your dog is just not going to – your dog will do it, but gee whiz, it's, gonna, it's not going to do them any favours. So pull up the next day, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So build it up slowly because what you're looking for, not so much can your dog do it, but how your dog is pulling up, you know, yeah. the, um, like later on that day or the next day. Yes. So um, – you could you you could take your dog for a ten k run, but then if it can't work walk for four days, you go. You know, I think I've, I think I've done this a little bit too far. Yeah, it you should know? have been so, nine and a half k's. Yeah, yeah. nine and a yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I really shouldn't have been really pushing hard at that end bit. So come on, you, I'll drag you along if we have to. Oh. Um, so I think the the big thing is is use common sense with how far you're jogging with your dog, and also the environment as well. You know, if it's if it's really hot, if it's really humid, don't run with your dog. You know, um, if it's if if, if you're running on concrete and it's hot, that concrete absorbs up the sun. Yep. The dog, your dog doesn't have any um, any shoes that they're yeah. running on. They're, like, have you seen dogs that have come in with ulcerated feet oh, where their pads yeah. have ulcered off? Horrible, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Particularly in summer. And I say to owners, if you can't walk on that concrete or the road with your bare feet, don't expect your dog to do it. Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. it's that hot. You know, yeah. it's, it's definitely hurting them. So, um, yeah, good stuff, mate. Yeah. Really good. How is the, how's your jogging going? Uh, I did 10Ks today and absolutely struggled. Um, right. But uh, just because I'm tight, I, was, I didn't get didn't get enough sleep last night. And yeah. um, so, But I've got to do 12 in the morning. So Yeah. yeah. yeah right, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, oh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, have you... You big fan of Lassie growing up, mate. Did you watch much much of Lassie? I, I know of Lassie. I wasn't hugely. Across. I was a more of a fan of um the uh the the Littlest Hobo. Right. Okay. Did you ever the Littlest Hobo? No. A Canadian um probably Heard from the, the CBC that uh you know, so it was a German shepherd that used to walk around and you know solve um solve crimes and help right. out people in distress and then just mosey on and just keep on going. You know. Right. Was it like Skippy? You know, where it's like, uh, what's that skip? Oh, what, there's a man outside with a double-barrel shotgun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny's got his what stuck where? Yeah. Or Sonny, it was Sonny with, with Skippy, wasn't it? I think it was Sonny. Sonny? Oh, ooh, maybe. Ooh, you tested me now. I know it was Timmy. Timmy with Lassie. Timmy with Lassie, okay. So, so the classic thing is Timmy's in the well. Timmy's in what, the well. what Lassie would say. Okay, right. And um, and so this, this article was in the Sydney Morning Herald. Yep. Um, and it's uh, so it sort of goes on. Uh, Timmy's in the well is a common episode that's said for Lassie TV. Right, uh, is in fact a myth. Right, Timmy never did fall down the well. Right, Lassie did. So I just wanted to clarify that. Oh no, Lassie the did fall in you. the well. Yeah, right, Lassie fell in. But this was a report on whether or not dogs would help or not help their owners. Right. Um, and the the Julia Myers Manor did her PhD on this. Right. And it was inspired by a little game she did at home where my children had buried me in a pile of pillows and I started calling out for help to my husband. Yes, right. Now, we all know where that went. Yeah. He's busy. <laughs> He's busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the shed. M- mowing the lawns. Yeah. You're yeah, not stereotypical at all. Yeah. <laughs> Hammering in the shed. Yeah. Can't hear you. Yeah. Thunk, thunk, thunk. <laughs> Yeah. Who did not come to my aid? Right. Her collie. So a collie, just collie, like Lassie. just like Lassie, yeah. However, came at a run and started digging her out. Right, okay. So she thought, all right, there's a PhD in that. As you do. As you do. <laughs> As you do. She thought, when people cry for help, would dogs respond? Right, okay. So she got, her and her colleagues, they got 34 adult dogs, big yes. and small, purebred and mutt. Yes. Not purebred. The owners were in a small room with a window and a door easily pushed open by even a small dog's nose or paw. Right. Some owners said, help, in a neutral tone of voice. Right. And hummed. What do you reckon they hummed? The Lassie theme song? <laughs> Close. Yeah. Da, 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 skippy. Sk- oh, no. No, I, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the opposition. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Okay, right. So, help. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Others said help in a distressed tone and cried. Right, okay. Doesn't go on about how good an actor so, they so were. So twinkle, twinkle was the was the, the, the control. That yeah, was the exactly. control. The yeah, neutral, yeah. neutral. They did say help as well. Right. But they had to hum twinkle, twinkle at the right. same time. The dogs did not exactly replicate Lassie's television performance. Right. Disappointing. About half of them opened the door for their owners. Well, that's where it's PhD gone to crap, hasn't well, it? Yeah, and the numbers were the same whether the owners were humming a happy tune or crying. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it didn't matter what they did. They were oh, I just want to go to my owner. Yeah. Let's go through the door. <laughs> At dinner time yet? I want to go for a walk. 
So, on the other hand, the dogs that did open the door did so much more quickly for the crying owners than did for humming owners. Right, okay. So, maybe they really do care. Maybe they do care, yeah. Because they go, hang on, if they're dying, then I'm not going to get fed anymore. Yeah. Some dogs were neither anxious nor helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so, they just go, oh, what's going on? What the, why, what's going on? What's that? What are you humming? I couldn't give a crap. They You'll just relaxed and looked around. Right. <laughs> Is just that Rosie, uh, uh, no, Rosie's always got a, um, a a very concerned look on her face at the best of times. Right. So, like if, um, yeah, again, I think because she's worried that then she won't get fed anymore. I think that's the uh, that's the issue. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. Perhaps try humming Twinkle Twinkle. Twinkle I, I will. I'll give that a crack when I head home. See what, get a video of that. We'll yeah. put that on Instagram. <laughs> so there you go. So she, uh, I guess the end of the PhD, she didn't have enough information to offer pr- prospective dog owners any tips on what breed or type of dog to get if you plan to fall down a well. And oh. there's your PhD, mate. And right how there. did she go with getting that PhD? <laughs> because, gee whiz, you know, that sounds pretty light. I'm sure she got her PhD. It's just, uh, just an interesting little uh, interesting little one to do, isn't it there, mate? So, <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Now, so, so, so would you like me to do the disclaimer this week, mate? No, you're out, mate. Uh, you have been superseded by yeah. April. She want to do it again. Yeah, yeah. We'll call in our special guest. All advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything. Gee whiz, with, uh, with, with, with a performance like that, it's no wonder she's got one of the uh, speaking roles in the year four production, I'll uh, tell exactly. you what. Do you reckon you could well sing done. it? Do you you sing it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Good no, job, April. Thank right. you. Thanks, April. Good well stuff. Done. All right. So what do you got for us, Lewis? All righty. So I have been, I've been having a bit of a boffin week, mate. I've got the Journal of Veterinary Behaviour here. Nice. Hot off the presses. Which, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to start just on page one and just work my way yeah, through go 300, no 300 pages. Yeah. <laughs> so, Introduction. Yeah. So uh, interesting article. Uh, this will really get the listeners on site. The use of abandoned buildings by Preswalski's horses in the Chernobyl exclusion zone, Ukraine. Yeah, right. Sound good article, mate? That, sound, that sounds awesome. We love horses, in, in don't Chernobyl. we? Chris yeah. Brown has been uh, over in Chernobyl. Oh, oh, yeah. I've been following that on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah, I did notice that. Anyway, yeah. that's not what I'm going to talk about, mate. All right, excellent. Know. Good. No, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> it is a more serious topic that I want to get on. Uh, obviously, this week um, in in Australia or in Victoria, there was unfortunately a, a toddler that was that died in Gippsland. Yes, yeah. After, after a dog attack, a 14-month-year-old girl was attacked by the family pet. Um, uh, now, there's not a lot of information about it. The, the toddler was unfortunately bitten on the face um, and paramedics uh, could not save her. Um, and I guess it tied in really well with, well, not really well at all, but ties in with an article that um, that was in the Journal Vet Baby. I was yep. going to talk about this this week anyway. And it's about, this, uh, it's about descriptive study of dog bites in France. Right, okay. Now, you know, obviously we're not in France, but... A lot of the stuff that came out of this sort of study, a look at uh, dog bites at, that are presented to emergency centres in France between 2009 and 2010. It's still a developed country where they've got high rates of pet ownership and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so and the so stuff you think it'd be, there'd be parables there for Australia. And the stuff that comes out of it is stuff that, that I've been parroting on this this show since you know, day dot. When yep. we, you know, whenever I talk about... You know, a plug for the book. You know, yeah. it's, it's on being actually being a little bit serious. I yeah, mean, for these sure. Are, these are the reasons. There's, why bloody, I, there's some good stuff in the book. You know, there's yeah. a bloody good reasons for actually taking that stuff on. Yeah, and so, and I mean that's what that's why I wrote the book is is really to try and prevent what happened to that toddler in Gippsland. But anyway, coming back to the the article, uh, dog bites in France from uh, May uh, 2009 to June 2010. Medical information was collected from eight emergency services and a telephone questionnaire was conducted by vet and behaviourists. A second questionnaire was conducted one month after the dog bite to determine how the bite wounded healed. So then, uh, so basically, um, there were some things that came out of it. I'm just going to try and summarise. I'm a little bit all over the place with the articles. There's so much good stuff in it. Right. But uh, 69% of the dogs that, that had bitten... Uh, were dogs that had never actually bitten before. Wow. And that's something I say I parrot all the time. It's really, really common. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all, you know, majority of cases are from a dog that's never been aggressive. Yeah. That owners say has, has never been aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Another sort of, uh, at least 7% of the dogs 
were suffering from some sort of disease at the time of the bite. Uh, what number, sorry? Seven percent. Seven percent. So okay, still, yep, yep. no, that's that's not a huge, huge amount, but it sort of still indicates close to one in ten. Exactly yeah. indicates that if your dog is unwell, things they talk about are arthritis, yeah, um, ear problems, yep. um, any injuries, eye problems, or surgical pain, yeah, were causes for the dog to bite. In, in like you said, in one one of ten cases. So yep. really important that if you're you've got you know anyone in the house. Um, this study was looking not just kids, but looking at adults as well. Yeah, yeah. That um, that if if your dog's got a got a, uh, some kind of medical problem, get yep. to your vet and get it checked out. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and this is another one as well. In more than one third of cases, people were bitten by dogs they knew. Right. Okay. So this yep. is a really common thing. I always say, you know, people think it's it's the dog running up in the street that they yeah. don't know that that's going to attack them, but but usually the victim's home was the setting of most of the cases. Right. Yeah. And this would be you know exactly what we've seen with this toddler it was it was in the home environment. Yeah. Um. And then one thing as well that that sort of struck me with this article is everyone wanted to know what breed the dog was. Yes. They, they were like this, you know, this, it must be a, a one of the, the breeds that's banned. A restricted or, breed, yeah, you know, because yeah. that was when after we had the the ones a couple of years ago, the Victorian government tried to bring in the breed specific yes. legislation of we rule out these breeds and we're going to rule out these problems. It, exactly. We're and all safe nothing. now. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Anywhere where breed specific legislation has been introduced, anywhere in the world, it has not reduced the number of dog bites or deaths of humans. It's a proven fact. So yep. we do like to say, look at uh, deed, not breed. Yep. Um, and I think this dog, well, it's reported to be a German shorthead pointer. Yes. And, yep. and it, it means nothing to me because like in this French study, breeds cited for biting in this study overlap with the most frequent breeds to live in France. Yeah, right. And that's similar to what studies I've heard of before. You know, in some countries, the dogs that, um, that that most often was presented for a bite was the golden retriever. Yes, simply because the golden retriever was the most popular dog in that country at that time. Yes, yeah. So yeah. and that so that's really important to, to to sort of think that everyone is worried about uh, you know the breed of the dog. Yeah. But the, like like you know, mate, the breed is irrelevant. Absolutely. The yeah. size of the dog does does matter in that the bigger jaws you got, the more damage you're going to do. Yes. Yeah. But there was somebody who was I think they were killed by either, it was either a Chihuahua or a Maltese Terrier. Yeah, right. So it happens. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. happens. I think they bit bit through an artery and the person person died. No yeah, way. Yeah, I think Gee that's whiz. what happened. Anyway, so a little bit about the severity. So the two main factors of severity of the bites were to know the dog. So if you if you're bitten by a dog, you know it will bite you more severely. Wow. And being an adult, so adults were found to be bitten more severely than than children. Probably because they pose a bigger threat because they're bigger and the dog may perceive a bigger reason to try and do something. But yeah, yeah well, they do sort of say that most adults were bitten during dog fights. So oh, when they're trying to break up break a dog up a fight, fight, and okay. obviously perhaps that's a bit more of a frenzy, there's a bit yes. more, you know, really Collateral damage sort of. Yeah, yeah, real adrenaline's already flowing and they're already yeah, yeah. fighting in fight mode. Yeah. And they just turn to, you know, turn to the owner that's trying to pull them apart. Wow, yeah, right. Children, which is, we know, are often bitten during interactions with their own dog. Yeah, And we right. know this is the case. It's, you know, it's it's walking past the dog eating. Yes. Approaching them while they're sleeping. It's yep. cuddling them. It's, it's patting them. So, uh, the furthermore, in adults' dogs, the most common bite cause is is separation of the two fighting dogs, and uh, and yeah, we uh, yeah obviously. And then I just said children were often bitten when they interacted with a familiar dog around the sleeping base of the place of the dog, or during the dog's meal times. And bites in children are more frequent on the head and neck. Yeah, right. So they then go on to say, you know, sort of four situations which represent more than 70% of the bites. Um, so it's when a familiar dog is eating or resting, when an, an adult tries to separate uh, two fighting dogs, territorial aggression, or 30% uh, of cases or 29% of cases, the victims did not see the warning signals and do not think that they actually provoked the dog. Right. So it just, just happened without without them sort of even knowing. So... Look, obviously, a horrible, tragic, tragic week with the yes. with the the death of the um of the, the toddler toddler in Gippsland. Yeah. But some real sort of lessons, I think that um that uh, you know there there are there are things that keep cropping up in yeah. all the studies that come out that. 
that that obviously supervision. Yes. Um, you know, active supervision. So yeah. being there to intervene between uh, your child and the dog at all yeah. times, being actively there, or separating the dog. Yeah, um, yeah. And and even if you think your dog, it's it's fine, it's never bitten. Well, the studies show that most of those dogs that are never bitten are the ones that are actually going to buy it. So yeah, gee, really, really difficult area. And I know I can put a lot of people offside because, but I'm just stating facts that we we you know that I've gleaned and, yep. and obviously I've written the book about it too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Put all these facts in. So yeah, uh, yeah. No, not not the nicest thing to put in the podcast, but um, but it's something that's part of the reason why we've done it. You know, we're we're here to ed- 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 educate as much as entertain. So yeah. we need we need to um. You know, edutainment, we, mate. Edutainment. I love that word. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks like Olive wants to get out of the podcast, mate. She's yeah. uh, she's standing by. If you guys are going to talk about dogs, I'm out of here. Yeah, you can, sti- you can right. stick it up your bum. Exactly. Yeah. Now, actually, we've got a bit more time. I wanted to just bring up something on yeah, go the placebo it. effect. Yes. So similar sort of thing um, in in this journal article, which I've had a crack of a week reading. Yeah. It, uh, the uh, this is a really cool little study that was done about the, the placebo effect. You're getting up to let yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get up and let, let yeah, yeah. All right, um, we'll put in an edit point there. Oh, oh, that's right. You can keep going. You, you keep oh, going. keep going. Oh, I yeah. You, reach. Oh, I, can I can you, you might reach. Beautiful. You're See you, Olive. Excellent. Off she goes. All right. Uh, so basically the placebo effect for those who don't know, this this little study was a, a really highlighted how much a placebo effect can influence owners. So to give you some background, placebo is Latin for I will please. Right. Yeah. Nice I will please, one. Which, which fits really well with yeah. what it is. So placebo definition is any medical treatment that has no active properties. Yes. So it's inert, does nothing. It's a tablet that has no no medical qualities. A sugar tablet or a, a yeah, 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 spot on. Yeah, good. So the placebo effect is the positive effect on a pet or a person. Yes. So I guess in our case a pet on a pet's health experienced after taking a placebo. It is triggered by an owner's belief in the benefit of the treatment and their expectation of their pet feeling better. Yes. So this study was what we call a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study. Tight. Gold standard. Tight. Yes. Uh, grade one evidence. Exactly. Exactly. Fairly similar to, to raising of self-esteem when you've got nudicles implanted, I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm just checking the website to see yeah, if that's yeah. the, they've got that, that same level of double-blind <laughs> ra- double and randomized, placebo-controlled. Perhaps we could ask him. Get her on Twitter. <laughs> She'll reply. Maybe she's a li- <laughs> listener. Maybe hi Kim. Yeah, hey Kim. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kim, a friend of the podcast. Hopefully, still after the. We'll uh, send you a book. <laughs> she doesn't want a book. She she got kids. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Northwest. Right, right. Yeah, oh, you're. She, oh, yeah, we have um with Kanye West, and they had Northwest. Right, we've got a Kardashian uh, uh, devotee. Uh, one of the podcasts I listened to was just hanging it on him for calling the poor kid Northwest. Right, you know, and then whether or not then when that kid has kids, whether it's going to be North Northwest or that, something like that. They yeah. must have more money backing them. Us, there's no <laughs> yeah. way we do that. We get sued. <laughs> So anyway, in this, yeah, in the, uh, the randomised double-blind placebo-controlled study. Yes. Some of the animals, all and all the owners, are given the treatment, and others are given a fake treatment. Yep. Given the placebo, and neither the researchers or the vets or the owners know which got which in this until the study ends. And so that's the double-blind part, and that's yep. the part that um, that is really the most important. So it means that the vets are presented with. Bottle A, bottle B, bottle C, and they've got no idea what's in it. It's the people that are back at the lab that have put them in there and the vet just says to the owner, this is the treatment that we're going to use for your dog for this this treatment. Pick one out of the hat. You get get the one out of the hat. You get bottle A for this treatment. No idea what it is. Let us us know how well it works. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So this is... On a behaviour product, which is where the behaviour side of it come, comes in, it's, it's the use of trazodone to oh. facilitate calm behaviour after elective orthopaedic surgery in dogs. Oh, sing it to me. This, this sounds like great stuff. Yeah. yeah. So essentially there was a, a similar uh, study that was done, not a double-blind placebo-controlled study, that was done by these guys looking at trazodone, using it after surgery for keeping dogs quiet. Right. And they thought it was really, really effective. Okay. So they thought they'd do this stud- study. So I use trazodone a lot, and I use yeah. it more for anxiety stuff. For sure. Whereas yep. they're looking at more as almost a sedation, I guess, guess yeah. in a way. So they had 29 dogs, 14 got trazodone, and 15 got a placebo. And they followed them for four weeks after after a surgery. 
Although dogs in both groups were rated as improved on behavioural measures, no difference was found between trazodone and placebo groups in efficacy, with more than 70% of owners in both groups rating the, the medication they got, either trazodone or placebo, as moderately or extremely helpful facilitating both calm and crating of their dog. Wow. So whether or not they got the sugar pill yep. or the trazodone, 70% of owners said that was amazing. Wow. That worked, ex- was extremely helpful. Yeah, right. Which is like, that's that's your purely placebo effect. Absolutely, Right yeah. there. But it got even better. There was the, um, oh, just let me get to the page. The case highlights, there were three cases of dogs in, in the trazodone group who yep. were getting trazodone but didn't know it who actually, after the study, was in the middle of the study, actually requested known trazodone. So they said, well, I'm having trazodone. Right. But it's not working for my dog. Right, They didn't know they were having trazodone. So they requested to have some actual trazodone. Right. Because of the perception their dog was not benefiting from the unknown medication. So this was done for these dogs. I was going to say, please tell me they gave those dogs the trazodone. Yeah, they broke the blind. This is delicious. They, They broke it. And two of the owners went on to rate that now the same product they were getting was as moderately or extremely effective oh, for it. their dog. I love it. Isn't that amazing? Oh, man. So yes. they, but the owner's perception is all that's changed there. Yes. Because yep. they're getting exactly the same medication. Yeah, yeah. In one of these cases, the dog had already had a dosage increase of the of the trazodone. Yep. So they obviously increased the dose when the owner said they felt it wasn't helping. Yep. So they... They said, no, this high dose, it's not helping at all. Yeah. So they then got given the real trazodone, although they were already still on the trazodone. It's getting confusing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Stick yeah. with us. Stick with us. So when the dog was switched to known trazodone, even though they'd been getting trazodone, yeah. it was prescribed at the lower dose, yes. the initial target dose. And that owner went on to say that it improved at the lower dose. Oh, How's that? That is stunning. How's that? Th- these guys would have just been looking at going, look, this is, well, it's not giving us the answer that we yeah. want for using trazodone. This is a beautiful paper for um, for the use, for, yeah, for cause and effect of for, placebo. Uh, highlighting how, how owners can be perceived yes. that giving their pet something improves it. Yeah, makes yeah, it, yeah. Makes it better. So, yeah, just a real corker of a little study there, I reckon. That's stunning because um, that's one of the big things with, uh, you know, part of the use of um, of antibiotics or, or, or the overuse of antibiotics for some things through, um, you know, un- unfortunately in human medicine as well as in veterinary medicine and part of the reason why we're trying to crack down on it as much as we can of trying to not overuse antibiotics yep. because a lot of the times these diseases will actually get better whether yeah. they're on antibiotics or not. Yeah. And it's more the perception of if I don't leave with something that yes. I give to my dog, then it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Whereas if they go home with something that is a sugar pill or something yep. that is... Or had that, a shot at the vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or get, get an injection, yep. you know. Yep. Um, that or, that without that, that nothing's actually... It's not getting better. Exactly. It's yeah, not going to yeah. get better. Um, yep. And purely and simply, all you're doing is you're treating the owner's expectation, not the animal's actual disease. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I always try and say to people, so, yeah, the classic ones, a dog comes in with mild diarrhea or something like yes. that. Yes. Eating, drinking, fine. Temperatures yep. normal. The dog's otherwise okay. You know, look, there are things that we can do to try and help to treat your dog that don't involve antibiotics. Because yes. I don't believe your pet Doesn't needs need antibiotics. No. You know, are you okay with that? Because I, I have to make sure that the owners aren't then going to walk in and go. Oh, I didn't get any tablets yeah, from that. I yeah. didn't get any. any the yeah. other vet gave me pills. Where's my pills? And and then and then the dog got better in three days. Yeah. Well, or the dog got better in four days without it, but that was just because it needed a little bit more time. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Um, that's a stunning thing. Yeah, it's and, good, and isn't it's, it? Um, and and because the interesting thing with that is that you know animals don't get placebo like a dog isn't going to be made to feel better because it's given a tablet because a dog doesn't know what in the hell a tablet is yes you know right. yeah. it, it is purely and simply the owner's perception yep. of the effect of something that's being given yep, yep. isn't the human mind a bizarre it's thing it's amazing isn't it it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah really really good so really just highlights yeah that you know just by giving something to some animals they'll get better absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> now we've got some mail this week mate yeah. we've, got, we've got a bit of time to put it in crack open the mail 
mailbag. I've got an awesome email that I didn't get to run this past year. Just came in today from a a behaviour vet friend, actually. Or nice. Not a friend, no colleague. Well, she's a friend. I should yes. Uh, uh, oh, he, he or she. Well, <laughs> oh, I've just put myself in the... Just, just burnt the friendship yeah. there, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, certainly a friend and a colleague. Hi, Lewis. Hope all has been well with you. I stumbled across your podcast looking for things to listen to whilst walking the dog. Awesome. Really enjoyed it. I can especially relate to the... Block on our off. We have a behaviour issue here. Yes. <laughs> I was even listening to my bent when I, uh, whenever I get a behaviour consult, I'll yes. just chat, 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 chat yeah. away. <laughs> also really liked how you guys talked about punishment and equating it to punishing a dog for limping or for having diabetes. Yep. Massive congratulations. We'll be definitely be suggesting it to clients for podcasts. Awesome. That's a home run right there, Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Hit it out of the park. Like it's that good. one. So yeah, thank you very us. much. All right. Now, we got one other one I thought we'd go over today. Yeah. It's from Instagram from the Tabby Tux Trio. Nice. Uh, I'm concerned my cats are, are getting enough fluids. I give them fresh cold water twice a day. They only drink half of it. I try tuna. They won't eat it. I'm trying different flavors of wet food to alternate with their dry food with little success. One drinks from the sink faucet. So would a fountain help? Thank you. So obviously Tabby Tuck's trio is concerned about her cat's drinking enough. Well, we covered this. Was this last couple of pods ago? Yes. We yep. sort of went into, you know, how do you know if you, your dog or cat's drinking too, too much? Too much, yes. But he, she's worried that... Uh, that not drinking cat, enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And potentially so, getting dehydrated. Yeah. So you got any thoughts on this, mate, or I'll I, take it? Yeah, look, I um, this is a, a common one of where I, I, you, know, you often get people say, I'm just worried that they're not drinking enough. I'm not worried they're not drinking enough. Um, my general theory on this is, and I'm interested to hear your thing on it, is that um, if you've got a dog or a cat that's otherwise well, they're going to drink the amount of water that they need. You know, as long as they've got access to water, they're going to drink the amount of water that they want. Now, there are certain times where you want, particularly in cats, to make them drink more. You know, there is a strong correlation between bladder issues and uh, increasing their water intake and helping that out. We spoke about that, you know, early on in the podcast series. But, um, but that's obviously when they have got that medical issue. So exactly, just to yep. clear that up, it doesn't mean if your cat's not drinking enough that they're going to get this issue. Correct, yeah. It's yep. more if they've got the issue, this is one of the treatments we recommend absolutely yeah yeah good point um so so uh, i usually say i mean particularly if the cats are eating or dogs are eating wet food i think they'll get a lot of their water intake from that um but most of the time as long as they've got access to water they'll drink yeah you know? yeah. yeah exactly you know i mean if they're if they're on dry food even then they might not drink you know a, a, you know much um much water, a huge amount out of, the, yeah. out of the bowl, and and I'm with you, mate. It's it's really you know if your cat's healthy, if they're doing everything totally normal, and it may be that Tabby Tuck's trio turns on the tap, yeah, and the cat goes up and starts drinking from the tap. So she's thinking, oh, maybe the cats you know need to drink. Thirsty, and yeah. I think some cats just they just like drinking out of the tap. They or, dig it, or the bottom of the shower, yes. ha- having a good 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 lick there. So look, I guess the our take home message would be. Don't let it worry you, you know. Yeah. If your cat's healthy, doing everything normally, um, then you don't need to be forcing them to drink. No. Um, if they have got a medical problem where you're trying to get them to drink more, um, certainly you can add some water to the dry food, make yep. it a bit of a slurry or a soup or, you know, get that you know fountain. If, if, you th- if, you, if you've got a medical condition that you've said, I need your cat to drink more. Yes. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, get the fountain, perhaps leave a tap dripping yeah. during the day so they can get access to it. Yeah. If that, that's what they want. Leave a little bit of water in the shower, at the bottom of the shower if they're into that or yeah. whatever their fetish or penchant. Penchant, yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, because well, I think we said, um, you know, uh, uh, when we we're talking about the feline lower urinary urinary tract stuff, that when I got Melvin and Parker when they were kittens, I got them a fountain, and it drove me insane because right. they just splashed the water everywhere, ah. and because I had it in the bathroom, splash, splash, splash water. I said, right, I've had enough. I had it up to here with this, so I put a bowl in the actual bath. Yep. And that is where they drank vast majority of the time. So they both drink, jump in there, and they preferentially drink out of the out of the bowl that was in the bath. Right. Um. The the fountain problem wasn't because it was a a large uh, nude statue in the in the bathroom, wasn't? Of it, mate, David, the, and it was coming yeah, out of yeah, the doodle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that I was the problem, wasn't it? You're feeling inadequate. Christina came in with it and I said, I have fundamental issues with having this in the bathroom, <laughs> staring at me while I'm, while I'm going to the toilet, darling, because it was one of those ones where the toilet was in the bath. So, yeah, no, no, that, that, I think that was the main issue I had with the Lewis, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you had to knock his head off to yeah. get him out of the, out the door again. He was so big. <laughs> And especially then it was sending mixed messages to the cat when the water's coming out of the little... Out of the, oh, jeez, this has gone badly, hasn't it? Oh, I've got a joke that I want to say, but I don't want to say it. No. We'll Can leave that for the, blue, for the blue episode of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's gone terrible. It's gone um, so, so uh, I think um, you know, uh, uh, a tabby, tabby tucks trio. Um, yes. Uh, what what you could try doing would be um, uh, one thing you could try if you're worried is give them water bowls in a couple of other places. Like if they like drinking in the uh, out of the faucet, um, put the uh, the bowl in the bottom of the basin. Yep. And just put some water in it. Yeah. You know, just because it might be that they really really want to drink there. Yes. And just put it there. Yeah. Just know? a location thing. Yeah. Location, yeah, yeah and, and also given giving um especially if it's um Tabby Tuck's trio, she might have they might have three cats, so you might want to get some more bowls around too. Oh so. yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh mate, solved, solved. How easy is that? Fantastic. Now Tabby Tuck's trio, because you are a VIP, yes, very important pet owner, yes, shall we say. You do need to give us a shout out on Instagram now that we've answered your question. Oh, I if reckon. you could do that, Tabby Tucks, that'd be fantastic. What do you reckon? Tor, you know, you, I'm sure you, I think you've got a million followers. I'm not sure how many I haven't checked, <laughs> but make sure you give a shout out to the podcast on your Instagram. That'd be great. That would be awesome. Thank you. And if anyone else has got any questions, you know, feel free to hit it up on Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, uh, send us an email. We always love to hear, you know, any stories or any, any questions that you've got. But I reckon uh, that's probably it for today's that's shocking it, yeah. episode. Yes, uh, and thanks to everyone who's left us reviews. Um, yes, you know, if anyone uh, listening hasn't given us a review, jump onto iTunes and Do uh, it. Hit, hit us up with a review. Hit us up with a review on uh, uh, on Facebook as well. Have we got yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, people can, can review do us on Facebook wherever too. you can, anywhere. wherever you can. We take any reviews anywhere. Share us yeah. with your friends. Yelp, 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 Yelp. Yelp. yellow pages. You yellow know, pages. yeah. <laughs> Just cut out the yellow pages and stick it on your letterbox. That'd be great. Great, so Mrs. Parsons, who lives down the road, can see it. That'd be so, tops. So the postman can see it. Listen in while he's riding around. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, everybody. Well, we'll uh, catch you guys again next week for uh, Pod 23, Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Or Shane Warne. Shane Warne. Oh, yeah, Shane Warney. 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 Oh, Warney. No way. No, jo- Jordan no. over Warne for 23, or at least Buddy Franklin. Anyway. Close. Close. Yeah. Close. Buddy Franklin. He's oh, there yeah. enough. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see All you later. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.